0: Chapter 8. White light. Above him, to the side of him, below him. Everything was white. Something passed in front of him. He could tell by the slight shift in the room's air, by the gradation of darkness that went slowly by. After all, a ninja was a ninja. Alive, or... Ryu couldn't finish the sentence, even in his thoughts. He struggled to open his eyes, but couldn't. He tried to move his hands, but they were locked. When he attempted to speak, his mouth wouldn't budge. Whatever was in the room moved. It was coming closer to him. It had a voice. Ryu. The white light moved and flickered. Ryu saw a sharp outline, a light fixture. Then nothing. He realized his eyelids were fluttering. Ryu Hayabusa, if you can hear me, nod your head. Ryu felt waves of pain and nausea as he tried to obey. Ugh. He managed to groan. He was alive, and he still had his sword. He could feel it by his side. Slowly, he sat up. He was in a small white room with a fluorescent light above. There were no windows, just an air conditioning vent. The girl was standing before him, the one who had shot him. She waited patiently for his eyes to settle on her. Then she thrust a small, heavy sack into his right hand. "'Take this,' she said. "'Don't ask any questions. Just run.' "'But who are—' Ryu began to ask. "'If you want to live, then go now,' she said, cutting him off. Her tone of voice meant business. Clutching the sack, Ryu ran out the door. His footsteps clattered against the metal floor of a long, dark hallway. He breathed stale, musty air. In the distance, he could hear a shrill siren, probably an alarm. He wound his way through a maze of hallways. At the end of one, there was a long stairway leading upwards.' At the bottom step, he looked over his shoulder. No one was following. He was in luck. He sprinted up the stairs to a heavy steel door. Pushing it open, he stepped outside. The door opened in the back of a tiny cave. Surrounded by total darkness, Ryu felt his way along the craggy walls. When he got to the cave opening, he walked out into the sun-baked New Mexico desert. The cave was in the side of a long, flat mesa. About a mile to his right, the town of Galesburg lay at the foothills of the Sandinas Mountains. Ryu ran towards the town. When he was sure no one was following him, he opened the sack he had been given. Inside was a small statue made of some black substance that looked like marble. It had the shape of a dragon, hunched and snarling. Probably some smuggled sculpture, he thought. He decided to hold on to it. After he saw Dr. Smith, he could take it to the police station. This time, when he got to the university gate, the guards weren't so unfriendly. "'What did you say your name was?' the first one asked. "'Ryu Hayubusa, Ryu answered. "'That's what Dr. Smith said,' the other one interjected. "'He mentioned my name?' Ryu asked, confused. "'I told him some kid came, with some kind of Japanese-sounding name,' the first one replied. "'I tried to remember it, but got as far as Haya.' "'His eyes lit up like a Christmas tree.' The second one added with a smile. I guess he knows you. Go in. First building on your left. Room 217. Thanks. Ryu ran across the quadrangle and into the building. He knocked on the door to room 217, then turned the knob and entered. The first thing he noticed were the maps. Dozens of them, plastered on the walls, strewn all over the surfaces. There were floor-to-ceiling bookshelves on each wall, stacked with papers, magazines, tapes, books. And in the center of it all was a rumpled old man with a thick white beard and a pot belly. His piercing eyes stared through thick wire-rimmed glasses. He seemed to be examining Ryu, as if for an interrogation. But when he spoke, his voice was soft, almost tender. You look just like your father, was all he said. Ryu walked up to the desk. You knew him, didn't you? He said, you know what happened to him? Please sit, Dr. Smith said, gesturing to a chair. I can't. Emotions were coursing through you like electric connections. He wanted to jump with joy. He wanted to ask Dr. Smith a thousand questions at the same time. The last thing he wanted to do was sit. Dr. Smith nodded. I don't blame you. He sat back in his chair. A trace of a smile emerged from behind the beard. You know, I almost thought Plan F had failed. I was beginning to think I'd never meet you. And now, here you are grown, handsome, strong, exactly the way your father imagined you would be, and of all times for you to come. Ryu couldn't stand it any longer. Please, Dr. Smith, he pleaded. Tell me what I'm doing here. Tell me what happened to my father. Very well, my boy, Dr. Smith picked up a pipe from his desk and stood up. He began pacing the room, every once in a while taking a deep puff. To begin with, I'm not Dr. Smith at all. At least, I wasn't until Plan F took effect 13 years ago. He stopped and looked at Ryu in the eyes. Ryu, my real name is Randolph Wimple. He went on without stopping for an hour. He told all about the expedition 13 years ago, about the tablet, the inscription, the fearsome creature whose shield was marked with a J, the thugs at a hotel. Before his ears, Ryu's father was coming to life. He could imagine his dad sacrificing himself for Dr. Wimple and the statues. He could picture the fight with the lightning-grabbing monster in the jungle. Yet somehow, he still couldn't believe that his father had lost. Even though he'd never met his dad, he felt that he knew him. And the man that he knew wouldn't have let himself be killed. Ryu put the thought out of his mind. It was a pipe dream. All that mattered was vengeance. And so, Dr. Smith said, we had thought of six emergency plans in advance. Plan F was only to be used in case of extreme danger. That is to say, if the mission was a failure and one of us didn't survive, and if there was a chance for retaliation. In Plan F, the survivor would change his identity and relocate. We chose our names in advance. Mine would be Walter Smith. And that's why I was able to locate you, Ryu said. The note he left me to be opened only if Plan F was in effect. A smart man, your dad, Dr. Smith replied. In the midst of battle against that thing, he had enough wits about him to call for the plan. He was smart enough to realize that someone might try to come after the statues, and he knew that someday you'd find me. The light statue? Ryu suddenly said. The one that wasn't stolen. Do you have it? Dr. Smith pointed to a painting on the wall. Behind that painting, there's a very secure wall safe. The light statue has been there for 12 years, ever since I got my job here. I have reason to believe that there are forces who would like to have the statue, but they haven't been able to track me down. Perhaps they're still looking for a man named Whipple. Who would they be? Art collectors? Doctor Smith moved closer to Ryu. His voice suddenly became hushed. Ryu, I have done much research since my expedition with your father. Back then I laughed at the idea of a sleeping demon. I have since found that it does exist. Ryu gave a skeptical look. I'm not a crackpot, Ryu. Far from it. The demon lies in a huge rock mesa near the Peruvian Andes. I've also studied all the inscriptions and legends that pertain to the shinobi's fight in the 13th century, and I have calculated that the demon is scheduled to awake soon. The time of the dark moon is near. The man must be shell-shocked, Ryu thought. Still, there was something so cool and rational in his voice. How near? he asked. There was a glint in Dr. Smith's eye. This is why your visit today is so remarkable. If my figures are correct, the day of the dark moon, the 700th anniversary of the demon's hibernation, will occur tomorrow. Ryu let that sink in. It seemed too unreal, too much like a fairy tale. So what does this mean, Dr. Smith? The world is going to just explode or something? Dr. Smith smiled. No, tomorrow you and I can celebrate in your father's name. The world will be safe, as long as I have the light statue, away from the temple. Ryu lifted his sack and put it on Dr. Smith's desk. For what it's worth, he said, lifting out the shining black figurine, you now have both statues. Dr. Smith stared. His jaw went slack. Slowly he he approached it with disbelieving eyes. How did you get this, he said, his voice barely audible. Package for Dr. Smith, a voice shouted at the doorway. A helmeted postal worker walked in, carrying a shoulder sack. He walked briskly towards the desk. "'Oh!' Dr. Smith exclaimed, jumping with surprise. "'I wasn't expecting!' The man threw down a clipboard. "'Sign here!' The statue was now shielded from Ryu by the man's body. Ryu began walking around the desk. He didn't want to let the figurine out of his sight. As Dr. Smith grabbed a pen from his pocket, the man bolted for the door. "'See ya, fellas!' he called out. The dark statue was gone.